Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Believe is brought to you by Cryptid Coffee Co. Use promo code BELIEVE on checkout for 10% off their Angry Yowie Coffee Blend. Head over to cryptid.com.au to check them out. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO Podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. So, Roy, where did this all start for you? I started, uh, Kate, in the northern suburbs of Sydney. So I'm 16 to 9 months, and the reason I'm saying 16 to 9 months because um, I was going for a driving lesson with my mum, and it was about 7 o'clock of the night time. And um, you had to be 16 to 9 months to get your L plates back, and back, this was back in 1975. So mum was taking me for a drive in the northern suburbs of Sydney and uh, so we're driving along and we decided to go down this, at the time it was a fairly bushy sort of road and it hadn't been fully developed yet. So we're winding down this road and all of a sudden we just pulled up and in front of us was a, a craft, an alien craft hovering I'd say eight metres above the ground and about ten metres in front of me. Now, I've, since I've seen that, I've, I've tried looking up crafts on the, on the internet to see anything that looked like it. The best way I could describe it would be when people say they've seen a cigar-shaped um, object, a uh, craft. So um, this one probably fits that bill. It had red and green lights along it and they were flashing lighting up going along the the craft um, it, was, it was obviously a bit startling especially for my mother I was uh, 16 to 9 months so um, I was a little bit surprised but mum was really like freaking out and the only memory I have of what happened next was uh, me putting the car into reverse 
than being halfway across the road chucking Yuri. So um, if I can just go forward now to about six months, and I'm guessing it was around about six months, I was in the house with Mum and um, I said to Mum, um, do you remember um, when we saw that um, alien craft down the uh, down that street? And she goes, yeah. I said, how come, how come we never told anyone or never reported or did anything about it? And we, we have just got... We had no total memory of what happened. We don't remember going home. We don't remember parking the car up. Nothing, nothing after that moment when we saw it and I, and I put the car into reverse. So um, s- since that day, I, I, I don't think a day goes past where I don't think about it. Um, I'm extreme. I'm not a sci-fi guy. I'm not into that sort of thing. Mum and I weren't out looking for aliens. We didn't. We didn't talk about it at home. It was um, and I, I and I still to this day don't know why Mum and I saw the craft. Or, you know why we experienced that. But um, it was right in front of us. Um, I could have I could have stopped the car. I don't know what happened when when I was chucking that U turn, but I could have uh, I could have stopped the car, got out and and knocked on the window or knocked on the side of the craft. It was that close. It was um, it was. It was quite amazing. Had I been older now, I think I would have, you know, wanted to investigate it more. But at the time, their mum was like really uh, freaking out and, and and scared. So um, that's what I said. The only memory I've got is chucking into reverse and starting a, a U-turn. And um, it wasn't until about, like I said, six months later until I started to get my memory back again. So... Um, Yes, yeah, so I've been interested in UFOs. I listen to other podcasts too about it, and I've heard people talk about seeing orbs and little lights in the sky and stuff. But um, I thought I'd better jump on and tell you my story because this, I've got no reason to lie. I've got no reason to make up a story. I'm not writing a book on it or appearing on on a TV show. <laughs> it, it was something. <laughs> it's something made that that happened. That was right in front of me, and. Uh, and I'll tell you, listeners, uh, trust me, there are aliens out there and they've been been coming to Earth, I, I guess, for a very long time. And uh, it's it's very hard to tell people about it because some people look at you like you know, you're insane. Other people, other people are interested in it and I can understand why people don't believe it. It sounds just too far-fetched. It, uh, it sounds like a great story, but it actually did happen and um, it has sort of taken my interest, you know, uh, ever, ever since I've seen that. Um, but, but if I flash forward to 1989, my wife was pregnant with our first daughter and um, she, we were out in the garden uh, at late of a night time for, for whatever reason, I can't remember. We looked up in the sky and we saw a, a light up in the sky that broke up into about 10 different lights and flew off in all different directions. Um, I know that's not my main story, but I thought I'd just mention that to you, Kay, that that, that, that also happened uh, just before my wife gave birth to our first uh, daughter. It really is quite a, a fascinating encounter because, you know, 1975, it wasn't just, you know, yesteryear. This is, this is quite a few decades ago. And in the 1970s, I couldn't imagine that the, the UFO, uh, I guess, stigma was fantastic to to kind of talk about let alone even experience 
Well, no, nobody sort of talked about it. There was nobody that, you know, w- w- you didn't go around a, a cafe and start talking about UFO stories or, you know, uh, extraterrestrials or anything like that. It was it just wasn't spoken about. And um, I think the only show that Mum and I used to watch when we were younger was My Favourite Martian, and that was a comedy show. But um, apart from that, nobody spoke about it. I, I was trying to look up through records did anybody ever have any sightings in Sydney's northern suburbs, you know, around about that time, and I couldn't find anything. What what I what what I was interested in in doing was you know to get some sort of. Um, um, memory um, hypnotism where you know you can go back to to that time but you know I've listened to other podcasts but I when I um, say that that's not always accurate because your mind can you know bring up you know false stories or you know make up things so I, I don't know what you think about that yeah uh, regression is one of those funny areas because you know the the human mind is is a genuinely fragile thing and it's so open to um interpretation and manipulation so there's there's you know there's regression therapy people out there who it wouldn't surprise me if they have you know pictures of aliens on their walls or you know on their on their desks or you know things like that and then you're going in there and you're getting a regression therapy and then your your mind's telling you hey the thing that you saw is right there on the desk but your mind's just kind of piecing together the the puzzle in a funny way because it's just grabbing what it what it kind of knows yeah but that's exactly right that's what i heard so um Oh, look, it's it, it's just one of those things that's uh, um, happened in my life and I, I've got no clues as why it happened. Um, um, I, I don't think aliens are, are here on Earth to um, cause any problems. I think they're here to help with anything. I mean, with their technology, they completely wiped out my, my memory of it and mum's memory of it completely for, for, for at least six months. And um, so they've got that sort of technology. I mean, and that was back in 1975. So who knows, you know, who knows what they can do now. What was it that kind of jogged your memory about the this whole thing happening? Because, you know, six months is a long time to kind of go and live your life without really discussing this event and not really having any understanding or any recollection of it. So was there a, was there a moment that kind of triggered that memory for you? I've been trying to think, that's a good question, I've been trying to think why that happened and why all of a sudden I just blurted it out to mum. It was just, it, it, it was like something like, um, I guess somebody that suffers from amnesia that all of a sudden remembers their name or something. It, it just it just happened and I said to mum, you know, just it was quite a huge thing. And um, I said to mum, and mum goes, I've got no idea why we never told anyone, so... I, I don't know, you know, I don't want to use the old cliche that I was taken and all this sort of business. Um, it, you know, that might have happened, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was completely wiped of memory until that bang, I, all of a sudden I remembered um, that exactly what happened up to that point of me chucking the U-turn. What was your mum's reaction to you bringing it up? Was she already remembering this whole experience and keeping it from you? Or you talking about it? kind of jog her memory too mum was sort of doubting it she was sort of you know like confused you know did we actually see that did we actually do that and I, I said yeah mum trust me mum we did because um you know I was with you mum so you know we shared the same thing so um 
Yeah, so uh, she, she she doesn't remember like being hysterical or anything like that, or you know wanting to telling me to get out of there quickly. But um, she didn't remember that part. But she does remember seeing the craft and the lights, the red and green lights along the side of it. What did the craft look like? Because you got you were so close to it, and you said it kind of had that cigar shape to it with a with some lights on there. But could you see any texture to this? To this craft at all? Yeah, it look, it looked like it, met, it was metallic. I've heard people talk about the that they've seen crafts that look, you know, almost see-through and, and transparent. Uh, this, this to me looked like it was more metallic, and um, it, it was. I, I know people have said this, but there was no noise coming from it whatsoever, no noise at all. So it was just hovering, and it, it was. It was just virtually right in front of us. I had to break, otherwise I would have just driven straight under it. So, um, yeah, it made no noise, and it was definitely like a metallic-looking thing, but a long cigar-shaped type uh, vehicle it craft. What was the surroundings like when you were close to this craft? Did you feel like you were in a vacuum, if if you could remember back to the to the moment? Mad, no, nothing like that. It was just like a, a very normal night. And it, it would have been like um, you driving home and driving around the corner all of a sudden there's a car parked across crossways across the road with its lights flashing. That That's what it was like. So there was no, like, you know, um, beams or anything like that or, you know, like it's still like I was being dragged towards it. There was nothing like that. But but having but having said that, uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. My memory is completely gone from from that moment. I just tried to turn around. Do you ever wonder what happened to you in that time? Because I know it's only speculative, but it's a it's a rather unique situation to find yourself in, being literally ten meters away from a UFO, and then to to kind of have a, a whole bunch of missing time and just ending up back home again. Do you think there's there's more to that, or do you think it's more so a a psychological thing that your your mind is just kind of it didn't know how to process that moment, and it is just kind of wiped it from your memory. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. I Look, I, I would love to know. I think about it all the time. I, I, I'd love to know about those missing times and so I, that's why I'd like to get that uh, regression but um, 
yeah, I, I think about that time, what actually happened, what what happened the moment my mind blanked out with, you know, did they turn off my car? Were we drawn to the craft? I, I just don't know. I, I would love to know. I would really love to know. Unfortunately, my mother's uh, passed away now, so we can't confirm stories anymore. But, um, yeah, I, I'd really love to know about that time. What was your relationship with your mum after this experience? And I guess the the six months later, where you you started to remember everything, did you did you find that there was, uh, I guess, a, a more sense of a, a closer relationship with her because of that? Oh no, I was always very close to mum. I wouldn't say that changed. It was it was you know as we were prior to to seeing the craft, it was uh, just the same. So. Um, Mum wasn't obviously as interested in it as, as I was, and um, we'd we'd speak about it occasionally. But um, I, I've from the moment I saw it, I, I think about it all the time, and I'm I'm always very interested in you know your podcast, Kate, and and the st- stories of other people' uh, experiences. Did you ever tell anyone? Oh, I I I, I told mates. So I've I've told mates. I've sat down and you know and uh, and said. Said to them, you know, this is what happened to Mum and I because they know my mum, and and um, so I'd go give them the full description. At the end of it, they'd look at me and say, "No, I don't believe in the aliens. There's no such thing." And, and I'd say to them, "Well, look, I just told you, I just saw one, but it was no good sort of pursuing it because you know, and, and I can understand them not not sort of believing it." And um, the funny thing is. Um, at one of the, the, the churches I was attending at the time, um, when I um, when I said it to the pastor, uh, the pastor said um, um, it was probably something demonic rather than being, being alien. And I said, "Oh, I don't know about that," but um, that seems to be the general uh, thing that um, you know ministers, Christian ministers, would say. Yeah, it's a, it's a rather unique stance that um because that's not the first time I've heard that it's it's a rather unique stance to to kind of take on this and uh, I mean personally I I really don't agree with it um I think it's just that doesn't fit the mold of the narrative that they know and and that's fine you know they they want to put a label on it you know let them yeah that's right well they, they he was saying that the devil was trying to confuse me well. I think the devil's gone to a lot of trouble to confuse me that night. <laughs> it's going to be a real lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So back in 1975, you know, obviously the, I guess the, the zeitgeist around um, popular culture relating to, to UFOs would have been rather, I guess, almost a, a comical kind of sense. And when you saw this, did you... Did you know where to place this in your mind? Like, did you know, hey, this is definitely a UFO. This is this is like a spaceship. How did you kind of comprehend what you were seeing in the time? Well, we didn't know what it was at first. We were trying to comprehend, like, you know, we were trying to go for it. Like, is it a, is it a helicopter? Is it something that, you know, somebody strung lights across the trees or, you know, what it was and... um the only thing that um, you know we could put it down to was a, was an alien craft, and there was no other answer for it. There was nothing else that, it, and especially with the, the the memory loss too, sort of all all tied in together with um, you know what I've heard other people experience. 
yeah it's it it definitely does kind of fit that that similar kind of tone to to other encounters that kind of that yeah. kind of fit that there from from well, there ex- was there was some of that no mistaking that it was a craft it was it wasn't like it was hidden behind trees or i was you know uh, it was a beam of light that i was straining to see it was like um if I lifted a, a car up into the sky 10 feet above me with its lights on, that's what it looked like. How how far into the future was it that you realised that you may have seen something otherworldly? Um, well, I guess it was probably when, uh, like I was only 16 or 9 months, so probably, probably into my um, mid-20s, I, I probably got more and more interested in it. And um, wanted to know um, answers and stuff, but you know, like like I was saying to you before, Kate, I just didn't know where to go or or who you could talk to about you know those sort of things. Yeah, the the eighties would have been a, a really tough time to kind of deal with a a situation like this, and and being so young and seeing something that's you know potentially so um, paradigm shifting would have been such a a moment in time for you to go wow this it was, this world is yeah. so much more than what i'm seeing and and, and especially my particular experience that i had with mum was you know like i said i've listened to other podcasts and people saying little orbs and lights you know that they reckon is you know kilometers away and they've seen a light move in the sky and they've got very excited and, and i always think to myself when i'm listening to you ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> It's tough to see what I could knock on its door. So, um, yeah, I'm still very interested in it. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in you know listening to your guests on your show. And um, yeah, well, I, I, I guess I'll be interested until the day I die. Do you wish you would see it again? Absolutely. I, I wish I could see it. You know. As I matured, I, I, you know, I really wish I, you know, it happened to me now. It was, um, I, I would love to be able to, you know, to, to look at it and, um, you know, have that closer contact. What do you think it is you saw? Do you think it was uh, something from another, like, kind of galaxy, another world? A hundred percent, yeah, definitely. It was definitely an alien craft visiting, visiting our area, visiting, visiting Earth. It's so paradigm shaking and it's interesting because even though you have this missing time and you're not really overly sure of what happened, I find it so fascinating that that you're 100% committed that this was definitely something not of this earth. And that, I, for me, I think that's really quite an interesting note to the encounter. Yeah, yeah, but... Look, I, even when I tell people now, Kate, and I mean, they, excuse me, uh, even when I tell people now, they find it very hard to believe because, you know, other people have heard about alien, you know, sightings, like I said, the little orbs and lights flying around, but um, they haven't heard too many stories about, you know, 10 feet in front of them and uh, just hovering there. Have you ever spoken to any kind of UFO researchers in the in the Sydney area? Because you know that's that's quite a profound encounter that you've had there, and it would be really fascinating to know if anyone else saw something 
around that same time. Oh, I'd love to. You know, if if um, I, if you've got any contacts, I'd be happy to um, ring him and, and speak to him about it. You'll be surprised at who listens to this podcast. Um, we may just find someone in the shadows who, who may come forward and kind of share the the same experience because with UFO encounters, it, it happens all the time on the podcast. I'll get three or four emails about each kind of encounter in a, in a metro area and say, you know, I think I saw that same thing because I saw something similar happening on the same night. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that would be fantastic. So this happened yeah, in well, Hornsbury of New South Wales, didn't it? That's correct, yes. What's that like? What was it like back then? Was it is that close to any military bases? Is that like an isolated no, no, area? No, it's isolated. Nothing like that. No, no bases. Um, Hornsby, they called the hub because it was close to the mountains, close to the beaches, and close to Sydney. So it was in the middle of everything. Um, but as far as um, bases or anything like that, no, there was, there was nothing like that. It's interesting. It's just I have no idea of that area, so I always like to to just just check because you'll be surprised at how much UFO activity happens around just really plain, boring military bases that you know aren't hiding anything. <laughs> well, I, I guess the closest military base would be uh, would be at uh, Richmond, uh, the uh, RAF. There, that'd be close, and, that, and that'd be um, probably twenty twenty five k's away. What I really like about your encounter is that it it happened in a in a completely different time. You know, technology was so different in 1975. The drones weren't a thing. It was something you saw something that was so tangible. It had a metal metallic finish to it. It was solid. It had lights on it. Like this isn't something that you you imagined because you shared it with your mother it's a really fascinating encounter yeah it, that really is and, and like i said there was it, I, i'd love to know the reason why i saw it like i said it, it was like um you know we even discussed aliens or all that sort of thing happening you know it was the furthest thing from our mind you know we just never talked about it and i don't think people back in the 70s did no, it it wasn't really anything that was in the in the cultural zeitgeist. It wasn't a topic of conversation, and that's what I find really great about about this this type of encounter is that you know you haven't really got this external influence of going, oh yeah, this is this is what I want to see. So you know maybe you can imagine it, but your encounter is just it's just so pure and and kind of unadulted that it is. I think it adds so much credence to it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. That's why, you know, um, I'm always very interested to hear other people's experiences with um, alien craft and aliens. So, um, um, I'm, I'm extremely interested in it now. Never never was before, but very interested in it now. And what do, what do you think, like, the, the future holds for UFOs? Because, you know, we're, we're kind of moving into a... It almost seems like every day we're one step closer to disclosure or away from disclosure, depending on what your point of view is on it. But what's your what's your thoughts on the on the whole paradigm of UFOs in today's modern world? Well, I think there's a very thin veil that's going to be pulled down very shortly. I think there's um, more and more people, you know, are coming out with their experiences and seeing it and. Uh, and I, I don't know what the reason is, what the what the plan is with um, aliens, 
and how it how it ties in with um, Christianity and it, it's 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 baffling because you know I I consider myself a Christian and I, I still believe in God and Jesus and the Holy Ghost and everything but um, how it ties in with aliens that that's got me stumped but um, I, I I do believe there's a very thin veil that's going to be pulled down very shortly. It's a very interesting point that you bring up. There is the whole um, world of religion, and then the and the whole thing of extraterrestrial life, because it is it is something that you know potentially isn't supposed to happen. It isn't supposed to exist. So, if if these craft are piloted by or created by um, you know off Earth intelligences uh it it really does beg the question of you know what what is going to happen to religion does religion change yeah i think i think it's um slightly changing now that people younger people are getting uh have a different idea of of religion you know i've never been a big person on on religions I, i believe in god but i don't believe in um religions catholics or any of that i think um I think um, we're probably more spiritual, and and you know, um, I've, I've never doubted God's existence. You know, even though I saw this um, alien craft, I've I've never um, doubted God's existence. But that's just me. Um, you know, I'm sure it's all tied in together somehow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and who knows? You know, one day we might find out the, I guess the the secrets to to everything. And I tell you, I, I hope it. I really hope it's in my lifetime because I will be uh, rather annoyed if I got to the other side and uh, disclosure was kind of spilled out. And I, I miss out on living in a world where <laughs> the truth was out there. Disclosure, that's in my field. I want to know now. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Well, Roy, it has been absolutely fantastic chatting with you tonight, mate. I really like your encounter. I love that it happened back in the 1970s and it was just a a time of pure bliss when it comes to to UFO encounters because there was nothing out there that you could reference, nothing that you could kind of connect this to. And yeah, it it is just a, a pure UFO encounter that you shared with your mother. And, you know, I said to you earlier, Kate, I've got no reason to lie about this. I, I gain nothing from it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not about to write a book or anything. So um, I'm, I'm completely honest about it. I've got no reason to, you know, ring you up and uh, make up a story. So I really appreciate it. I, I love your show too, Kate, and what you're doing. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal in UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.